Broadcasting from the BLC studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, this is What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. I'm your game master, the newly elected mayor of Perth, Australia, Grant Coppersmith, and here is your host, the host on fire, Baxter Colbert. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, everybody. It is great to be back on the air after a few much-needed weeks off. Game Master Shibe is still off for a few more weeks as he continues in his acting endeavors. And as you have probably picked up on now, Grant Coppersmith is here, has volunteered to fill in. So no pressure, Grant, trying to compete with what Game Master Shibe has done in the past. I don't think I can ever fill those shoes. That those shoes, those, those hallowed shoes of Game Master Shibe. Yes, that belong in the Hall of... Hall of Fame and what's the score? Yes, it's a very small <laughs> Hall of Fame. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shelf. It's <laughs> yeah, a shelf. That's what it is. Well, if you'd like to be a part of our Hall of Fame of contestants, you can go to our website and sign up at WTSSportsQuiz.com or visit our social media pages and sign up to be a contestant today. You can also find the show on demand on the Sports Podcasting Network, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, and Valvel USA. It is time to meet our panelists this week. First up... He is a sports journalist, a youper, and a first-team all-conference lineman from Wisconsin Lutheran College. Please welcome Ian DeMars. Thanks, Baxter. Good to be here. Good to see you, Grant. And it's also good to see Eric once again. Ooh, fighting words. We'll get to you in a moment, Eric. It's not your time yet. Next up, he's an on-air host for Good Karma Brands and 540 ESPN. Please welcome Gabe Neitzel. What's going on, guys? Glad to be here. Glad to see you, Gabe. And finally, a former Concordia University of Wisconsin basketball player and a two-time conference championship. Please welcome Eric Condia. Thanks. Glad to be here. Glad to be in the presence of Muhammad Coppersmith. <laughs> Say it back to you, Eric. Back to you. <laughs> well, welcome to the show panel. Today is a, a little interesting of a show where not only are we back after two weeks, but we are also bidding farewell, Game Master Grant, to you, Eric, as you are, are hitching up the wagons with your wife and moving out west to the great state of California as well in search for the gold rush. And uh, you're going to San Jose, though, aren't you? You're not going to San Francisco. Yeah, but it's still the same area. Same basic uh, concept. I brought my overalls, my Levi's, <laughs> and I'm ready to You're going to go, go to Levi's Stadium in your Levi's? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to uh, dig in the middle of the stadium. Apparently, there's gold down in, in there. Probably money stadium. left over from Colin Kaepernick's contract somewhere, Ooh. I'm sure. Uh, Shots fired. Either way, though. Well, we are, we've been very grateful to have you on the show, Eric, and we, uh, we look forward to having you on the show in the future. And you finally get a crack. Uh, hopeful. The third time is the charm. Hopefully, third time the charm, Ian DeMarsh. DeMarsh. Rival. <laughs> Ian DeMarsh. It's like, Coming it's after on. you, man. Coming after you. I don't know you. what it is. It just brings it out of me. The fire. The fire. <laughs> I beat him. Our, well, our, well, not yet, lose. but we'll see. No, wait. Now, is it DeMarsh or DeMars? It's DeMars. That's... Ian DeMars, right? Oh, I called him yeah, DeMars. Yeah, I think those are fighting words. Yeah, those are fighting. <laughs> I think he purposely <laughs> made it. No, it's a Concordia no, versus no. Wisconsin Lutheran College Ooh, kind of a thing. One of my old bosses was DeMarsh. Ah, yeah. he was DeBoss, but he was DeMarsh as well. Yeah. That's enough out of you. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, right. moving on. It's time to get the show on the road with our first contestant game. Joining us on the phone to play Quotable Context, it's Dwayne, not The Rock, Johnson. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome, Dwayne. Welcome. Uh, does that happen to you often? I have to ask you, Dwayne. Your name is Dwayne Johnson. I feel like anytime you're, you, know, you make a reservation at a, a restaurant or something, people, do you, do you, have you gotten free meals because of your name, or, or how does that work for you? Well, I'm usually harassed because of it. But uh, <laughs> You're harassed? That, Why are you uh, harassed? <laughs> I hear it every day. They're like, oh, I bet you've never heard. Your name's the same as The Rock. I'm like, please leave me alone. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. What? There's a famous wrestler? 
No. Like, he was named after me, actually. That's really how it comes down to. Right. Uh, That's what I tell him, too. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Jamie. Well, we are excited to have you here. You're going to be playing our first game called Quotable Context. Game Master Grant will read you five quotes from this past week's news, and you must identify the context of each quote, answer three out of five questions correctly, and you will win a What's the Score prize. If you do get stuck on a question, you are allowed to ask one panelist for help on one question. So choose wisely. Are you ready to play? Yes, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Here is your first quote. Omaha. That was President Obama this week welcoming what championship team to the White House after their February championship? That was the Denver Broncos. Yes, that is correct. Nicely done. The Broncos dabbed all over the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl by a score of 24 to 10 in San Francisco. San Francisco hasn't been that excited about a Super Bowl since a guy named Joe Montana and Steve Young were on the team because it's been a while for them. Either way, Peyton Manning, though, he played in the game, and uh, he rode off into the sunset a two-time NFL champion. Here is your next quote. Putting on a yellow jacket. That was NFL running back Trent Richardson during an interview this week saying that he has his eyes set on what coveted place once his career is over. Uh, The Hall of Fame. Yes, that is correct. Trent Richardson and the NFL Hall of Fame. Things I never thought I'd say purposely in the same sentence. Uh, does anybody here really think he's going to make it into the Hall of Fame, Ian? Uh, the College Football Hall of Fame, maybe? Maybe, but yeah. I don't I, know about aside the from that. He's got a lot of work to do. He so. really does. Gabe, is there well, any shot? No, 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 no. There's absolutely no <laughs> shot. Like, I mean, he, he hasn't paid attention. I mean, this is a guy who was a first-round pick, then got traded for a first-round pick, and hasn't done anything for anybody. He's part of the Baltimore Ravens now, and they've kind of got a little bit of a dumpster fire. I mean, Justin Forsett will probably be the running back for them next year, but I don't know about that. Wait, what did you just refer to him as? A dumpster fire? <laughs> dumpster fire. Have you never heard that? <laughs> that is awesome. No, I'm going to start using that. <laughs> what, do you live under a rock? Or like, I mean, come on. I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big rock, though. He's a talk. Yeah. There's a dumpster fire on oh. top of my rock. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your next quote, Dwayne. We are better than the Showtime Lakers. That was Clay Thompson saying that what current NBA team is better than the one that his daddy was a part of back in the day? The Golden State Warriors? Yeah. the LA Lakers. That is correct. That is correct. Do you agree with that sentiment, Dwayne? Do you think the Golden State Warriors could beat the Showtime Lakers? Maybe not. I don't know. Either way, he's so speechless. Either way, though, it was interesting when this came out. We always hear about these comparisons. We've heard it in the NFL. We've heard it in the soccer world, the baseball world, the football world, all over the place. Can this team from back in the day beat this team now? Golden State, though, they'll probably be that team in a couple years, though. Yeah, I mean, I can go home later and play 2K16 and then tell you about that. Well, you should. I would be curious. If you can somehow get the Showtime Lakers, I would be curious to see what would happen about (laughs) that. Well, there is that one website where you can... Put, that's right. Well, you that's can right. put it's, teams um, together. I forget what it, uh, we used to be. Yeah, like, I forget what it is. Over I forget what it is. But yes, there is a website the out there that is so important we can't remember it that you can do things like that. All right, here's your next quote. I'm done. Why? Why are you leaving? No, I'm kidding. Anyway, sorry. That was Marshawn Lynch <laughs> confirming this week in an interview with Showtime that he really is doing what? That he's actually retiring for good. He's done with it all. Yes, right? that is correct. He is retiring from the NFL. He spoke! It's not just the, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Marshawn Lynch is actually hanging up the cleats. He tweeted out that picture during the Super Bowl. Everybody lost their mind for a couple months. <coughs> Made it into he, a great remix, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then uh, he finally said, you know what, I'm done. He's retiring at age 30 from the NFL, which, as most folks know, in running back years is about 250. 
No more free skills branding in the NFL. No, unfortunately not. I'm sure he'll still find a way. He's only 30. He's got so much of his life He'll left still to be live. in the news. He will still find his he'll way find to a be way. in the news. He'll find a way. Knowing Marshawn, you've probably gained 50 pounds after football just for eating Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's probably made enough millions that he doesn't. He can probably have a house out of Skittles if he really wanted to. All right, here's your next quote. I have to put that aside. That was Cam Newton telling the media that he has officially moved on from what iconic touchdown celebration. Uh, he said the dab is, is over. He's yes, that is correct. He is dabbed for the final time. Say it ain't so. The dab is getting retired. Even people in Italy, soccer players, were dabbing after scoring goals. And the, the Europeans are like, what is this, this, this fangled dab you Americans are doing? This but, is uh, dabbing you speak of. So we'll see what uh, Cam Newton comes out with this year. I mean, the dab was... I mean, President Obama's dabbed. Everybody's dabbed. I mean, you dabbed, I dab, everywhere I dab, dab. My son dabs. Does he really? No. Oh, okay. I was just saying, like, my newborn son is dabbed on our ultrasounds. Oh, no, my newborn. I hope he's not born yet. Oh, goodness. Anyway, Game Master Grant. Good Lord. Save us all. How did Dwayne do on our quiz? Dwayne got a five out of five, a perfect score. Well done, Dwayne. Thank you so much for playing. All right, looks like we're heading to our first break now, but when we come back, our panelists will have their first crack at showcasing their knowledge of this week's sports news. You're listening to What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com. Hey, it's Kevin of the Sports Podcasting Network on SPN. On top of what's the score of the sports news quiz, you can find a plethora of great sports podcasts. Hardwood Radio, Gridiron Radio, Sports, It's in the Game, Scuderia F1, the second most listened to F1 podcast in the whole world, Soccer Today, live radio shows like Open Lines After Dark, MLS Post Game Show, Two Solitude Soccer Podcast, Off the Woodworks, and much, much more. All that on the Sports Podcasting Network.com. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. <laughs> Filling in for Game Master Shibe this week, I'm Grant Coppersmith. This week, our panelists are Eric Condia, Ian DeMars, not DeMarsh, and Gabe <laughs> Neitzel. And now, here's your host at BLC Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Baxter Colbert. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, everybody. Time now for our panelists to showcase their knowledge about this past week's sports news. Eric, a top NFL player, announced this week that he is literally cutting the cheese from his diet in an attempt to extend his playing career. Who is that man? Uh, can I get a hint? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. He was the, predecessor, the, the successor of the great Brett Favre. 
Uh, I would say it's uh, I guess that Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy? No, no, that is not correct, unfortunately. Uh, it was Aaron Rodgers, actually. Aaron Rodgers what? is the man. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's eliminating dairy from his diet, uh, a nutrition plan that allows him to drop. Uh, he's down to 218 pounds. Uh, it's the lightest he's been since 2017 as well. People are blaming Olivia. 2017? Yes, 2007. I know how to read, okay? Stop. <laughs> Either way. God. I was like, wow, Aaron Rodgers is doing work, time machine and everything. <sighs> Yeah, anyway, move on. I don't know. By the way, Eric, I think Packers fans all over the state and the country are face palming well, themselves right now. Yeah, he's probably also GMO free. He's a Chargers <laughs> fan, though. What do you want? Oh, from that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. All right, game time for your first question. Social media can be a lot of fun, but not when your account gets hacked. That very thing happened to the NFL's Twitter account this week, and the account decided to announce to the world. That what had supposedly happened? That uh, Roger Goodell was dead. Yes, that is correct. Nicely done. Which was really the perfect tweet to send out. Because if you're going to hack an account like that, especially a big account, you want to do something that's pretty crazy but mm-hmm. still believable at the same time. Like, you just don't want to throw like, hey, follow this dude and it's your account. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. No, send out something now actually... People think something that this could happens. be a, yep. Yep, something exactly. that happened. Yeah, the official tweet read, We regret to inform our fans that our commissioner, Roger Goodell, has passed away. He was 57. Hashtag RIP. We, I mean, we regret. Yes, we regret to we, inform the people <laughs> Roger Goodell has passed away. Anyway, it was a five-year-old that tweeted it out. I don't know how you can put that kind of an accent into a tweet. Either uh, way, it's though, but it was a five-year-old it was, to do some hacking. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, hey, there's all those kind of like coding classes you can do nowadays for kids. It's it's ridiculous what kids can do nowadays. That's a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. There's coding camps and classes what? and all of that. Wow. Oh yeah. All right, Ian. Question for you: The Olympics have a unique team of athletes competing this summer in Rio. However, none of them actually belong to a specific nation. Instead, they all share what in common? Uh, can I get a hint? Uh, yeah, so as uh, you've heard from people in Syria, they're trying to escape, they're trying to get out, which that makes them a, makes them what? Uh, uh, they, <laughs> they broke out of jail? Uh, no, no, they didn't break out of jail. These aren't escaped convicts, actually. These are refugees, close, actually. Close. Refugees, yes. There's a group uh, that includes two Syrian swimmers, Two Jodakas from the Dominican Republic of Congo and six runners from Ethiopia and South Sudan. They've all relocated to countries like Belgium, Germany, Luxembourg, Kenya, and even Brazil as well. It's an interesting thing to hear. Uh, we'll, we'll see if, uh, if anything happens with that. Cool but, story, uh, though. Cool it story. was a really cool story. I think it's, about, it's 10 athletes that are going, so uh, we'll see if anything. If they, I don't think they're going to medal at all or do anything like that. You but never know. You never know. Anything, you know, it's, the Olympics. Ten gold medals. It's kind of the great story that you like to hear about the Olympics. Exactly, yes. You've, yeah. you've heard a lot of negative about it, and now there's with actually Zika a Zika and all oh, yeah. of this, yeah. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of press surrounded around these guys. Well, that's kind of what the Olympics are about, overcoming adversity, adversity. Uh, trial and this is kind of like the epitome of the what the olympics are exactly well uh, we're heading to a break but when we come back our second contestant will have a chance to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee we'll show you what we mean in just a few minutes when we come back on what's the score the sports news quiz
What's the Score would like to take this time to thank one of our partners, Vavil USA, the international online sports newspaper, for their support. Head over to vavil.com slash en us today as they provide professional reporting on all major sports in the USA. Follow them on Twitter at Vavil underscore USA and go like their Facebook page for prime access to the ultimate source for sports coverage on the web. We here at What's the Score are proud to partner with a terrific organization like Vavil USA. Hey guys, this is Baxter, the host of What's the Score, the sports news quiz. Want to take a minute to remind all of you to go and check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook at What's the Score, the sports news quiz, on Twitter at WTS Sports Quiz, and on Instagram at WTS Sports Quiz as well. And if you enjoy the whole hashtag game, like some of us hashtags like to do, hashtag goals, hashtag believer, hashtag, I don't know, I'm not a hashtag. Anyway, use the hashtag what's the score on Twitter and Instagram and check out some of the other exclusive content that we do as well. Connecting all of us one smartphone at a time. Hello all and welcome back to the BLC Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. <laughs> Filling in for Josh Shabby, I'm Grant Coppersmith. What was that name? Grant Coppersmith. No, 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 the, the last one? Josh Shabby. There you go. Okay, you're Did saying, I say it wrong? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to fluster you. Sorry. I want to make sure you replaced the right game, I was in the, the middle right of game, my master. monologue. Did I I'm not just, say Josh? I, it was fine. You said the, it was... It, anyway. It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. All right. We have a fantastic <laughs> panel on today's show. Eric Condia, Gabe Neitzel, and Ian DeMars. And they'll have the opportunity to show their prowess in just a little bit. But before that, though, here's the host of What's the Score, Baxter Colburn. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, everybody. Coming up, we put our panelists to the test in our Name 5 Panelist Showdown. If you would like to play our games on the air, why not visit our website, WTSSportsQuiz.com, and sign up today. Playing our next game is Christian Gill. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, Christian, as you probably heard this week, the world lost one of the all-time greats as Muhammad Ali passed away at the age of 74 after a long battle with Parkinson's. Now the world has been able to mourn his passing, and we here at What's the Score would like to do the same by honoring his legend with a wonderful game. We are calling this game Remembering the Greatest, in honor of Ali and all he did for the world of boxing and the world overall. Correctly answer three out of five questions, and you will win a What's the Score's prize. Ready to play? I'm ready. All right, here is your first question. One of the many perks about being one of the most well-known people in the world means you get to have all kinds of personal assistants, including which one of these? A, a personal sandwich cutter, B, a personal foot massager, or C, a personal magician? Oh, I'm I'm going to go with C, yes. personal magician. Yes, that is correct. It's just weird enough that it actually works. Now, if it were me personally, personally, I think I would want a foot massager, especially if you're a boxer. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're beating people up. You have to, you know, be light float on like your a feet. Thing yeah, like you, you got to float like a butterfly. I think you, you need have to have quick feet. Yeah. But it's so hard to cut a sandwich perfectly. It is. Exactly. <laughs> I pack a lunch are you, every are you, day. Are you a down yeah. the middle or are you a diagonal? I usually I try to mix it up every once in a while. <laughs> see, see, my, my wife it, will not sandwich eat sandwiches guessing. if I don't cut it down the middle. If, if it's diagonal, she will throw it back at me and spit in my face and kick me. And that's not, anyway. That's what I do, not her. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, I'm sorry. That's you and you and I make you sandwiches. I don't know why I'm making you sandwiches. Either way, here's your next question, Christian. 
They say nothing good happens after midnight, except for Ali what except for Ali what notable event took place at four AM at nineteen seventy four. Was it A, he met his future wife at a nightclub, B, his first daughter was born, or C, he fought in the famous Rumble in the Jungle against George Foreman? You said this was 74? Yes, 1974 at the hour of 4 a.m. I'm going to go with C. Yes, that is correct. Before he was making grills, George Foreman was boxing the great Muhammad Ali. Ali was technically the underdog in this fight, too, weighing, uh, coming in at 32 years of age. George Foreman, the younger fighter, mid-20s at that point as well. But uh, Ali somehow got the best of him against the, the, the Foreman, the main man, the grill. The grill. Yes, the grill. yes, exactly. Well, I want, I want to know who still owns the George Foreman grill nowadays. Uh, I used to. My family used yeah, to. I, used I think to we still have I've one. Got a, I've got a Coleman, I think. Or oh, uh, a Colburn? Yes, the Colburn. Oh. Yes, uh, Good one, Eric. Anyway. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyway, here's the next question. Some might not know, Christian, but Muhammad Ali is actually not his original name. What was? Is it A, Joshua Scheibe, B, Daniel Pfeiffer, or C, Cassius Clay? All right. Okay. Who wrote this question? Or at least the multiple choice answers. We'll this one's a little in, bit we'll easier. We'll blame an intern on this one. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go with Cassius Clay. Yes, that is correct. All well, the other two options were fairly viable ones. You never know. I'm sure. Uh, Shiny for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's actually uh, Daniel Pfeiffer. Daniel. The Fifini. The great Fifini. If you may have yeah. heard of the backyard lesli- wrestling, what, the Wesling Wedson. The Wesling That is <laughs> the great Fifini. <laughs> English. I'm going to do the rest of the show in sign language. Moving on, here's the next question. <laughs> Every famous athlete has their own unique origin story that mo- motivated them to become great. What started Ali's career? Was it A, when he was 14, someone knocked him out, of, out in the boys' bathroom in one punch? Was it B, when he was 12, someone stole his bike? Or was it C, when he was 6, his mom told him to find a hobby that didn't involve reading? I'm going to go with B. Yes, that is correct. Someone stole his bike. The story goes that uh, somebody stole his red Schwinn bicycle, and uh, he he, he vomited. Good Lord. It's been one of those days. He vowed. That's the word. He vowed to pummel the guy that stole his bike. Says, well, maybe I need a replacement this week, not uh, not Game Master Shy. But anyway, a trainer found him, and uh, they worked, and he won his first bout just a couple of days later after that. All right, here's your final question, Christian. Ali was suspended from boxing for three years back in 1967. What did he do to pass that time? Was it A, he hosted a political talk show on NPR, B, he read the complete works of Shakespeare 26 times, or C, he starred in a Broadway musical? Hmm. I'm going to have to go with C, yes, Broadway music. that is correct. <laughs> Muhammad Ali, the Broadway star. Never would have guessed. He would starred in Buck White. Buck White. Uh, Throwing off some jazz hands. Yes, forget Hamilton. I wanted to see Ali. That would have been, been a good one to see. Game Master Grant, how did Christian do on our game? Christian got a perfect score. He got five out of five. Nicely done. Congratulations, Christian. All right, panel, some more questions for you from this past week's news. Gabe, before a recent soccer match between Uruguay and Mexico, something happened that threw off the Uruguayans before the game. What happened? Uh, Can I get a hint on that one? Uh, let's just say that they were honoring a country that wasn't even part of the game. The, uh, yeah, the, uh, the wrong national anthem. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Halfway through the Uruguayan, what was supposed to be, well, actually just 
During the National Anthem for the Uruguayans, the Chilean National Anthem began playing. The Uruguayan players still stood there and, you know, smiled and kind of looked around a little bit, but uh, they did ultimately lose the game 3-1 to one to Mexico. But to get some, uh, the way the, the soccer gods like to work, a couple days later when Chile was getting ready to play for a game, their National Anthem was cut off and a Pitbull song started playing halfway through. So apparently I mean, Pitbull does the National Anthem. I, th- I would be okay with that. I'm Even fine though, that. like, the... United States National Anthem was playing, that Pitbull came on, that would get me hyped I know, up. I'd be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, let's I think go. that's respectful. In, I agree. In the same aspects, I'd be ready to go. Exactly. All right, Ian. Fans of Prince Fielder know he is a terrific deep ball hitter. Well, this week, Fielder took his power hitting to another level by doing what to a fan in the outfield? That doesn't even sound good to begin with. <laughs> uh, could I get a hint? He meant well. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, let's just say this man will not be updating her Twitter anytime soon. Ooh, I'm going to say the ball hit her phone. Yes, that is correct. Nicely done. So the way it worked, she, uh, Prince Fielder, as we all know, that we're former Brewer fans, or still are, depending on what day it is and what the giveaway is. Anyway, um, Fielder hit a deep ball to the outfield, and the gal decided to block herself, not by using her hands or her boyfriend or anything else or her nachos. She, uh, she put her cell phone up in front of her face, and the ball smashed into her phone and just shattered her glass. Oh, it must have been the 6+. plus. Yes, exactly. Yes. It was a nice big phone to protect her. But, I mean, why would you sacrifice your phone? I have an OtterBox on my phone. I still wouldn't throw my phone up in protection. I, I trust my ability with my hands or whatever. And that's like $300 right there. Exactly. And then on top of that, she lost, like, her phone, the $300 she's going to have to put towards a new phone, and then she didn't even get to keep the ball at the end. Yeah. Somebody else got it. I mean, it's ridiculous. She was able to get a commemorative ball, though, but uh, we'll see if she's actually ever able to update her status once that happens. Maybe she had the Samsung Galaxy S7 because I know maybe she thought, oh, maybe if the ball hits it, it would be like just if I drop it in water and it would be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's actually baseball protected. Yeah, she was actually wearing those like virtual reality glasses like somebody hit a home run <laughs> and actually hit her in the face. It was like, oh, it was actually going on. All right, question for you, Eric. The Miami Marlins continue to do things a little differently, and that's also been carrying down to their players as well. Now the organization's number four prospect overall, Stone Garrett, finds himself on the disabled list because of what, uh, because of what happening to him this past week. Uh, can I get a hint? Let's just say he got the point of the prank. He got stabbed? Yes, yes, that is correct. What? Nicely done. Yes, he got <laughs> stabbed. <laughs> I, I've been a, far, a part. Of, I've been a part of a few pranks in my day. I have never once stabbed somebody. How is stabbing anyone a prank? Like, I mean, we've crossed the line there. We've gone to something completely different from a prank. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, guys! I got a knife. Whoops. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> what happened too is uh, he ended up getting stabbed in the hand, and he had to get three stitches in his hand as well too. So he's the number four prospect on the team. It's not like he was some bench warmer. He's a high, you know, guy in the Miami Marlins system, whatever that means at this point in the game for the Marlins. But, but either way, though, it was ridiculous. What was his name again? The man, the the guy that got hurt, Stone yeah. Stone Garrett. Oh, Stone Garrett. Now I see. Yes, oh, and he was yeah. he was stabbed <laughs> by. He actually thought he was made of stone. Yes, couldn't yes, get stabbed. Yes, <laughs> like, no, he stuck his hand out. Thought he was you know Iron Man or somebody. And he got stabbed in the hand. I don't know. Either way, though, uh, he will require stitches and he'll be out for a short time. All right, it's time for another break. But don't worry, we'll be right back, and our panelists will have another chance to answer some questions about this week's sports news. You're listening to What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz.
Hey guys, this is Baxter Colburn, host of What's the Score, the sports news quiz. If you enjoy listening to What's the Score, why not go and donate to our Patreon account today? That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Search for What's the Score and donate today. You can get awesome t-shirts, before the show shout-outs, and so much more. Tell your friends about us. Hey, if you donate, we'd be happy to give you a shout-out and even have you come on the show and play a game or two with us as well. Two Up Front is the American soccer show on the Sports Podcasting Network. Join Baxter Colburn and Simon Proven on Fridays at 11.30 a.m. Central as they cover all things American soccer with weekly guests from the pro, college, and youth ranks and digging deep into the American professional leagues. Two Up Front gives you the insight you're looking for. Airing at 11.30 a.m. Central on sportspodcastingnetwork.com, it's Two Up Front, the world's game from an American perspective. SPN, the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com. the sports news quiz and thanks for listening in we're broadcasting from the blc studios in milwaukee wisconsin i'm your game master this week grant coppersmith to the play (laughs) our (laughs) panelists this week are gabe neitzel ian demars and eric condia and here once again is your host of what's the score baxter colburn Thank you, Grant. As we continue to move on with the show, we want to remind all of you that you can find the show on the Sports Podcasting Network and Vavil USA each and every Monday morning. It's time now for our last slate of questions this week. Gabe, we will start with you. The wrestling world had some, has some crazy fans, as we all know. But this week, during a match between Paul Lee and Iron Man, with two ends, uh, was quickly stopped when a fan jumped into the ring and tried to do what? Or did do what, I should say. What, did he try to pull off a move on somebody? Try to suplex someone? <laughs> Not exactly, no, actually. Uh, what happened is a, a fan jumped into the ring and pulled a gun on Lee, actually. According to Lee and several witnesses, Lee was participating in a match with Iron Man at which he, uh, he had him tied up and was hitting him with the chair. Uh, but Lee says uh, a woman was there. She had been to the shows before, knew what was going on, but she uh, decided to jump into the ring and uh, decided to, to try to free Iron Man by pulling a gun on Lee, which makes total sense, of course. Still real to me. Yeah. yeah. Still, <laughs> that's real wrestling there. It's a real thing. This is not a, it's not a joke, man. But, uh, she's, uh, she's going to jail for a while for doing that. <laughs> I can imagine. Yes. All right, Ian. Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh is a recruit machine, even in the garbage fire state of New Jersey, this week we learned that Harbaugh's efforts are causing Rutgers students to do what? Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, can I get a hint on that? Let's just say they're not happy with the fact that they can continue to come in, but before you go to college, you have to go through what to get there? Uh, they're, they're, doing, they're taking actions against a place that these recruits are coming from. Uh, Probably involves spray paint. Spray paint? Uh... Hmm. That's really tough. <laughs> At least I think it's tough. I don't know about these two, but uh, could you repeat it one more time? 
Michigan football coach Jim Harbaugh is a recruit machine, even in the garbage fire state of New Jersey. This week we learned that Harbaugh's efforts are causing Rutgers students to do what? Uh, they're obviously doing some sort of damage to by spray painting something. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what. Spray painting usually yeah. involves what, though, from a from a crime perspective? What do you call that? Uh, graffiti. Graffiti art. Close enough. Vandalism, yes, Vandalism. is what we're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Yes, basically. Okay. Uh, what ended up happening is that... Um, a bunch of Rutgers students are so mad that Harbaugh is recruiting, uh, obviously, even though Rutgers is in the Big Ten, which is really weird because yeah. they're on the East Coast, but that's irrelevant. But they are going to, uh, they went to the high school of the top player in the country and they vandalized the entire high school. They, oh, wow. Uh, the way, what's being said basically is that uh, these Rutgers fans are not happy with this uh, and they call themselves the Order of Bull's Blood. And they sent along pictures of some unusual Rutgers centered uh, vandalism and they performed on the field at this high school. It was really. Kind of out of a horror movie. It was a little awkward. Did Rutgers really think they had a shot at this No. Game? But, I mean, it's Jim Harbaugh, yeah, so true. anybody likes taking shots at the khaki oh, man yeah. anytime they can. <laughs> All right, question for you, Eric. Last one. Uh, not only do November's presidential elections affect the country for the next four years, but fans of the soccer world found out this week that it could also play a huge factor in the United States' bid for what? I'll take a hint just to be on the safe side, but I, know, I feel like I know the answer. I think if you feel like you know the answer, you should just go for it. All right, the World Cup? Yes, that All is right. correct. <laughs> yes, uh, hosting the 2026 World Cup, even though uh, Trump or Hillary Clinton will not be in office at that point, the, uh, the voting does begin at the last year of their final term, and folks are saying that the U.S. is in the process of talking with Mexico for doing a joint World Cup bid, and they think that they would not get it especially if Donald Trump is. They said a Hillary Clinton that would give a better chance for the U.S., but if Trump is in office, there's no way in the world that FIFA will say yes to somebody as racist and uh, open and honest as a guy like Donald Trump is. <laughs> I mean, if he paid him enough money, they might. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. FIFA, you did bribe enough people in FIFA. Anything is, anything's possible. Well, folks, it's time for another break. But when we come back, our final contestant will have a chance to show their knowledge about the sports world. Don't go away. You're listening to What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Baxter Colburn, host of What's the Score, the sports news quiz. If you enjoy listening to What's the Score, why not go and donate to our Patreon account today? That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search for What's the Score and donate today. You can get awesome t-shirts, before the show shout-outs, and so much more. Tell your friends about us. Hey, if you donate, we'd be happy to give you a shout-out and even have you come on the show and play a game or two with us as well. Two Up Front is the American soccer show on the Sports Podcasting Network. Join Baxter Colburn and Simon Proven on Fridays at 11.30 a.m. Central as they cover all things American soccer with weekly guests from the pro, college, and youth ranks and digging deep into the American professional leagues. Two Up Front gives you the insight you're looking for. Airing at 11.30 a.m. Central on sportspodcastingnetwork.com, it's Two Up Front, the world's game from an American perspective. S. And the Sports Podcasting Network. Visit us, sportspodcastingnetwork.com.
Welcome back, everyone. This is What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. I'm Grant Coppersmith, filling in for Game Master Shyby. Our Name 5 panelist showdown is coming up, but first we have one final contestant game to play. Here to get the game going is your host at the BLC Studios here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's Baxter Colburn. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, everybody. Just a reminder, go out and check our website, WTSportsquiz.com. You can see who tops our panelist leaderboard, upcoming shows, and even listen to some past ones as well. Time now to welcome in our next contestant. Playing our final game is Bryant Eckes. Welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? Good, Brian. We're glad to have you here. So, Bryant, as you know, the Copa America Centenario is taking place in the United States this summer. It features some of the greatest players in the world, like Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez, and James Rodriguez. However, though, even though this is an international tournament, it is taking place right here in our very backyard. Most people actually don't know much about it and just use it as an excuse to yell and drink beer, which, of course, there's nothing wrong with at all. In this game that we are calling... Copa America Centuario, we will ask you five questions about the historic tournament. Correctly answer three out of five questions, and you will win a What's the Scores prize. If you get stuck, you can ask one panelist for a hint only one time. Are you ready to play? I sure am. All right, here is your first question. Paraguay was able to reach the final of the tournament back in 2011, but they did it in a very unusual way. Was it A, they lost all their group games, but Costa Rica got kicked out of the tournament, allowing them to finally go to the, make it to the finals? Was it B, they didn't win a single game in the normal run of play, they either drew or won in penalty kicks after normal time expired? Or is it C, they won every game and had at least one player score a hat-trick in each match? I'm going to go with B. B, yes, that is correct. Nicely done. Yeah, they didn't win a single game in the normal run of play. They, uh, they either drew and got through their group accordingly, or they won on penalty kicks after time had expired. All right, here's your next question. Fans of Argentina remember Martin Palermo's historic 1999 Copa America, in which he did what? A, missed three penalty kicks in one game. B, scored two goals during the tournament with his butt. Or C, kissed the line judge after scoring the game-winning goal in a quarterfinal match. Mm, I want to say C. C, kiss the line judge after scoring the final goal in the quarterfinal match? Yeah. That is incorrect. No. Uh, he, he missed three penalty kicks in one game, actually. Uh, they ended up losing to Columbia 3-0, but he had three separate times to score a penalty kick, and he missed all three of them. I, I, I've, I just can't even imagine, honestly. I would have loved to see B happen. Scoring two goals <laughs> yeah. butt. It's uh, yeah. been done before. That's why. I... Look at the cross. Oh, what a marvelous finish with his rear end. Off his bottom. Well done. All right, Bryant, here's your next one. This year's Copa holds a special first in tournament history. What is it? A, it's the first time the same refs that did the tournament last year are repeating this year. B, it's the first time the United States has hosted the tournament. Or C, it's the first time there is an odd number of teams in the tournament. Um, I want to say C again. The first time there is an odd number of tournaments or teams in the tournament. Yeah, that is incorrect. No, it uh, it actually is the first time the United States have hosted the tournament uh, in the in the hundred year history. All right, here's your next question. Right. Still some time to win here. Hold on. Fans okay. of fans of Ecuador have mixed feels about any time they play Argentina in the Copa America, but what memory continues to hang in their minds? A. 
Argentina is the only team Ecuador has never lost to in the Copa America. B, Ecuador played Argentina three times during the 1989 tournament, losing all three games. Or C, Ecuador lost 12 to nil back in 1942 versus Argentina. Ooh. I'm going to go with B. With B, you said? Yes, that, that is incorrect. No, it's uh, it was it was C actually. Ecuador they lost twelve to zero back in nineteen forty two. Still the largest deficit of any game in Copa America history. Most of international soccer history as well. All right, here's your final question. One team has appeared in the tournament more than anybody else. Which team is that? Is it A. Uruguay, B. Peru, or C. Costa Rica? Um, I want to say Peru. That is incorrect. No, actually, it was Uruguay. Oh, I know, I know. Uruguay, uh, they have been at the tournament 42 times, actually, in the in the 100-year history of the tournament. Game Master Grant, how did Bryant do on our game? Bryant, unfortunately, got one out of five, but we still thank him very much for playing our game and being very entertaining. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bryant. We appreciate you coming on the show. All right, it's the moment you've all been waiting for is almost here. Stick around and listen to our panelists battle it out on the Name 5 Panelist Showdown, coming up right after the break. You're listening to What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. Listening to the Sports Podcasting Network. You're a big soccer fan? SPN is the place to be. USL Radio, NASL Nightcap, Two Solitude Soccer Podcasts, Off the Woodworks, Hours is the Fury, 2S Extra, the rest of the story. SPN is the place to be. Hey everyone, this is Baxter Colburn, host of What's the Score, the sports news quiz. And I'm your game master, Josh Scheibe. If you think you are smart enough, or smarter than a fifth grader, and want to play our games on air, you can either come by the studio or you can call us, but there's a few different ways you can get a hold of us. If you'd like to email us, you can do so at wtssportsquiz at gmail.com. Or for you social media savants, head over to Facebook, What's the Score, the sports news quiz, or Twitter, WTS Sports Quiz. Now back to the action with myself and Josh Scheibe. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for listening to What's the Score? The Sports News Quiz. <laughs> Filling in for our Game Master Shibe, I'm Grant Coppersmith. Our panelists have been warming up for their final showdown. While they get ready, here's your host at the BLC Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Baxter Colburn. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, everybody. We've had a great show so far today. As a reminder, you can find us on the Sports Podcasting Network and on Vavil USA and Spreaker.com and so many other great places. Next week, we've got a very interesting show in store lined up for you. I will not be hosting. Game Master Shibe will not be 
game mastering. Uh, instead, our fathers will be doing the reverse of us. My dad will be hosting, and Game Master Shibe's father, the real Mr. Shibe, will be Game Master. Now, why is that happening, Baxter? Because it is our Father's Day episode next oh, week. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll nice. be lovely. I'll be producing, so Lord willing, I won't break anything or burn the studio down. Wait, why aren't you going to be a panelist? That would be fun. No, we've got... Well, maybe. That would be fun. I would, because I write the show, though. That's the thing. I would know all the answers. Yeah. Unless well, you want to write the show. Anybody else want to write the show? Liz can write the show. Perfect. Liz, you can write the show next <laughs> week. All right. Well, it is time for the best part of the show. The Name 5 Panelist Showdown. Our panelists will be given four topics in which they will have ten seconds to name five people, teams, places, or things related to the sports world. Each panelist will have the same category, however, they cannot repeat answers. One point is awarded for each correct answer. Game Master Grant, can you please give us the scores for our hallowed panelists? Right now, it is tied across the board. Two points to everybody. All right. Well, Eric, would you like to go first or last? Since you're the man leaving this week, I will Uh, give you that option. You know what? Can I know what category? It is? I cannot tell you the category. Can't tell me that. No. All right. Uh, well, I'll go first. You want to go I, first? Because I right, know, so. like, when it gets to the last round, when it's, it's NFL questions again, I'm going to get smoked by Ian, and <laughs> all all the hope that I had, you just crushed my dreams. Well, Ian, that's do, what you do, do. Just do really well. All right. So here's your. We'll start here with round number one, starting with you, Eric. Then we'll go Gabe. Then Ian. First round, you're going to be naming five Division One colleges. East of the Mississippi. You have 10 seconds. East of the Mississippi. East of the Mississippi. I don't know where I am. All right. 10 seconds and begin. Uh, Duke, Yale, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland. There you go. We got five. Nicely done. All right, Gabe. 10 (laughs) seconds for you, sir. On your mark and begin. Florida, Florida State, Miami. Uh, we'll go Jacksonville State just for fun, and then yeah. uh, and then we will finish with UNC. There you go, nicely done. You got all five. <laughs> all right, Ian. For flavor, can you yeah. keep the five for fives going here? Ten uh, seconds and begin. Boston College, Harvard, Syracuse, South Florida, Central Florida. Ooh, boom, bam, boom! Nicely done. He got all five. We got a good game going. We do. All right, round number two, my personal favorite. I haven't thrown this in in a long time, so I decided to throw this in. We'll be starting with you, Gabe. You'll be naming five current NFL kickers. Current NFL kickers. Ten seconds and begin. Mason Crosby, Robbie Gold, uh, Adam Vinatieri, uh, (laughs) Steven Gostkowski, and Phil Dawson. There you go. He got five. Nicely done. Got a hot one this week. Ian, you are next. Ten seconds and begin. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski, Brian McManus. Uh, let's see. Who do? Who else do we got? Uh, I'm running low on kickers here. Uh, oh. oh, time is up. All right, he got two. Not too bad. All right, Eric, so there's still a plethora of kickers at your disposal. Ten seconds and begin. Nate Kading. Technically, yes. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, I don't even know the current NFL ch- or the current Chargers kicker. Oh my goodness, it's like foot or something. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody with a foot. Yes, he kicks. Somebody with a foot. He kicketh the ball. Yes. All right. Uh, next up is Ian. Round number three. You're going to be naming five California professional sports teams in honor of Eric. Naming five California professional sports teams. Ten seconds and begin. Golden State Warriors, San Francisco 49ers, San Francisco Giants, Sacramento Kings, and the Los Angeles Lakers. There you go. He got five. Nicely done, Ian. 
All right, back over to you, Eric. Are you ready, sir? Ten seconds and begin. Uh, Anaheim Ducks, uh, Los Angeles Angels, Los Angeles Clippers, Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers were said. Uh, Los Angeles Kings, Los Angeles. Uh, or. Ooh, he got four. He got. I don't even think there's four. enough teams to name five. Oh, out there of California. are. Nobody's touched the soccer teams and oh. a couple others. All right, Gabe, ten seconds Man. and begin. Uh, we'll go A's. Raiders, Rams. Yeah. Um, Rams. Did anyone say the Chargers? No. Nope. What's your favorite oh team, man? Oh, man. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> he took those three seconds just to mock <laughs> you. It is. I think I only said four, too. If you I did. should have done that, huh? But still, it's fine. <laughs> still got four. All right, as we head into Oops. the final round here, game, Master Grant, what are our scores? We have Eric at 12. Ian at 14, and Gabe is in the lead with 16 All points. All right. So well, the way, our, the way our last round has worked the last couple of weeks, and we're going to continue to do it, you're going to get 10 seconds to name as many of. It gives an opportunity for those that are being boat raced by guys like Gabe to have a, a chance. It gives the underdog a chance. So, Eric, since you are our last of the Mohicans, you will get to go first. <laughs> you're going to be naming five current NFL running backs. Current NFL running backs. 10 seconds and begin. Trent Richardson, Adrian Peterson. Uh, Brad Favre's backup. Eddie Lacy. There you go. <laughs> uh, no. Time's up. Time's up. Damn. All right. We were, uh, the producer decided to give you a couple extra minutes there. He got. Uh, Thanks, he, producer Liz. He got three. He got three. Or. You didn't give him five. What are you giving him five for? I gave him three. Oh, you were rounding up. Two, okay, I only saw points. you right now. Okay, yeah, it was a bonus. Shame. A bonus round. For shame. All right, uh, Ian, you are next. You are next. Gabe is still technically in the lead. So, Ian, you are two behind Gabe right now. Okay. Ten seconds and begin. Amir Abdullah, Reggie Bush, Demarco Murray, Latavius Murray, Ezekiel Elliott, Duke Johnson, Eddie Lacy, uh, James Starks. Lacy was said. John Kuhn. There you go. He got seven or eight. He got eight. Nicely done. Eight if we're counting John Coon. Are we counting? Are we, are we counting John? He's a John fullback. Coon? He's technically a fullback. That's true. So we're going to give him seven okay. because Coon is technically a fullback. All right. So game master Grant, as you tally up, what does Gabe need to, to tie and or win? Gabe will need. Five to tie, six to win. Five to tie, six to win. Ten seconds. Go, Gabe. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, Gabe, and begin. Uh, We'll go Matt Forte. We will go with – oh, why am I blanking on this? Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. This is this is not a good thing. Yes. <laughs> no! Oh, no! Yes! All right. Wow, Game Master Grant. What are our final scores in our Name 5 panelist showdown? Eric closes out with third place right. with 15 points. Not bad. Gabe is in second place with 17 points. Wow. And our champion this week is Ian with 21 <laughs> Nicely points. Nicely done. Congratulations. Congratulations. My goodness, three for that's the third. Yeah. yeah, you've been on three times and you've won three times yes. now as well. And I've been Eric three times also. Ooh, Ooh. that's right. I said specifically no football questions. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting soccer questions to be honest. So I was like not expecting, water polo. That's what I was not expecting football this well, week. Either way, so uh, Eric, the floor is yours. Any final comments before we sign uh, you off for the last time? You know what? Gracefully, I accept defeat to Ian, and I'm I'm glad that I've. I have lost three times on categories where he should annihilate everyone else that he will ever come against in this 
uh, wonderful show uh, that you do. Um, Much appreciated. Thank you. I need the tissues. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoy my experience, and I love I love this show, and I hope more people listen to it and more people enjoy and have fun. This we is great. Appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you being on the show as well, and all your hard work around it as well. Safe travels as you travel to the great state of California. Gabe, any closing thoughts for us, sir? No, just uh, you know, best luck to you. Good to meet oh, you, buddy. Thanks. I'm mean, sorry I had to, you know, taunt you there. It obviously backfired on me. So I, I, <laughs> no, right. I probably shouldn't have done that. So what did we apologies. learn, Gabe? What did we learn? No, I'm not thinking we're actually going to learn something from that. <laughs> <laughs> that nice chance. Absolutely. Well, What's the Score has been a production of the Sports Podcasting Network. Thank you to our contestants and studio audience here at the BLC Studios. <laughs> our panelists this week have been Ian DeMars, Gabe Neitzel, and for the final time, Eric Condia. You never know guest appearance. Absolutely. We'll phone a friend. We'll bring you in from California. And our social media staff is comprised of Emily Reister, Brittany Peterson, and Christian Gill. Our theme was composed by Danny Hoffenstein. Our sound engineer is Kurt Colburn. And our show producer and executive director of What's the Score is Liz Colburn. I have been your game master, Grant Coppersmith. And I've been your host, Baxter Colburn. Nicely done today, Grant. Appreciate you you stepping in. We'll see you next week when we celebrate Father's Day with who else but our fathers. Don't miss it as my father and game master, Shabby's fathers, take over the show. Lord knows what is going to happen. Thank you so much for listening in, and we will see you next time on What's the Score. (laughs) 